0: You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. With the Tuesday night win, the Knicks battled to the end and defeated the Cleveland Cavaliers 105-103 at Madison Square Guardian on Tuesday. The game came down to one final play where the much beligned, much beleaguered center Isaiah Hardenstein came up with the huge defensive stop, blocking Donovan Mitchell at the rim to preserve the lead and secure the game for the Knicks. New York was led by Julius Randle, who put forth arguably his best game as a Knick, considering the importance of this game. He had 36 points in this one. He had eight three-pointers. He also added 13 rebounds in this game. In total, the Knicks had five players in double figures. New York survived a late Cleveland push that was led by Donovan Mitchell, who struggled for a lot of the first half and ended up with 24 points. Uh, He had to be helped off the court after the final buzzer uh, during that, you know, following that confrontation at the rim with Isaiah Hartenstein, we'll actually hear from Donovan Mitchell. I have sound on that. Um, but they also got Jared Allen, who had 24 points, and Dar- Darius Garland at 22, but not enough in this one. As the Knicks find a way to hold on to win, so I'll ask Tommy to start right here out of the shoot. How were the Knicks able to secure this victory, a much-needed win over a very talented Cavaliers team? And a Cavs team that was fully healthy uh for basically yes. the, the whole time all season. Um and I think it's
1: it's we gotta start, you know, listen, Isaiah Hardenstein deserves all the credit we've knocked him he deserves a big pat on the back he deserves his flowers for this game iq returning to the lineup was huge led the team in plus minus as he really always seems to does i think that's actually six games in a row in which he's led the that he's played that he's led the team in plus minus um in, in, in immensely important to have him as we talked about Tibbs doesn't rely on a lot of guys iq was certainly one of those players um actually stumbled upon a stat he leads the league in fourth quarter minutes played dating back to the start of last season um so wow. it just it kind of lends you know he, he, he tibbs trust that dude um and, and having him back was important it seemed like uh, that was just a minor hiccup with some some knee soreness hopefully uh it didn't sound like he had any setbacks um so, so he should be good going forward um but I, to me the takeaway from this game was randall um right. we've talked about it before we'll talk about it again uh we'll talk about it uh, this afternoon the guy has been you know i and, and i wrote this morning like if he had if you would told Nick fans coming into this season that Julius Randle would be a seventy five percent facsimile of of the of the um, the bubble season Randle, the All NBA right. season Randle, you know, and some type of approximation of the Randle that we saw two years ago, they would happily sign up for it. Not yeah. only has Randall been that good, he's been better. He's been more efficient. He's been more productive. Um, you know, looking at the numbers, Randall's uh 2021, uh 2020-21 season averaged 24, 10, and 2.3 made threes with 34 turnovers. This season, he's averaging 24.6 points, 10.9 rebounds, fewer turnovers. He's posted a higher true shooting percentage. Really, everything you could give second in the league in points scored in the first quarter, which we know in the NBA is important. You don't want to be digging out from a ditch and, and get yourself yeah. in the hole. It's been huge. 17 big points in the in the first quarter. Um, last night, uh, on Tuesday night, he's just really been that guy. Um, you know, Listen, are there some antics that frustrate you? Absolutely. 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 Is the the showing RJ up, you know, raising his hands and saying, pass me the ball. Um, You could see how it could rub, you know, we, we saw that last time we could see how it could rub teammates the wrong way. Does he get too focused on the referee sometimes? Yes. All that being said, Knicks uh, are, would not be three games above 500 without Julius Randall. You know, we talked about a month ago, it would look like if the Knicks were going to have one all-star representative, that'd be Jalen Brunson right now, uh, Randall has pushed ahead of Brunson. Brunson actually had mm. another um disappointing game last night, but if the Knicks only get one guy in that game, um it it deserves to be Randall uh, as as we sit here on the 25th. Um and part of that makes it far more likely as, as as we've discussed previously is the positional breakdown. There's just far more talented competitive spots for the guards um than there is for for the forward. So so but Randall looks like a shoe in, but as I said, the numbers you're looking at, going back over the last, you know, 25 games, that's a that's a more than a quarter of the season. Dude is averaging 27.9 yeah. points, 13.2 rebounds, 4.5 assists, 3.2 made threes. That's not all star numbers. That's all NBA numbers again. So yeah. uh, kudos to, to Julius Randle, who had another monster game on Tuesday night.
0: Yeah, Julius was spectacular. Um, Julius, to me, as I tweeted, watching the game. On Tuesday night, it, it looked like he was trying to will his team to a win, and you know it started with that first quarter. And we've seen Julius do this oftentimes this season, where he has these fantastic first quarters, and he kind of gets keeps Knicks either afloat, or gets the Knicks further ahead. And we saw how he was able to put the Knicks ahead early with how he started that first quarter. I thought he really set the tone. And you're right about how like those antics. Sometimes you saw, I saw you saw him show up RJ. I think he showed up Quentin Grimes on a, on a turnover that he had a bad turnover that was his fault. But yes, yes. I almost didn't. The fact that he was so animated last night, I almost didn't mind because I think maybe him, him, maybe more than anybody on the team, kind of understood the gravity of that game. I think that's kind of why he was a little bit on one, a little bit in terms of the antics and the emotion because he played with a ferocity. I mean, that play under the basket where he gets like three or four off the rebounds by himself. He's up against, you know, those trees that they have with the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I'm yelling past the ball, but you know, he was determined to score there and he was going to make sure. That he was gonna put somebody through the rim if he could. I mean, he he just played with a level of intensity that was, was special last night. That like that's the kind of effort the Knicks needed. I think he knew the gravity of the situation. And Coach Thibodeau uh talked about how great Julius was in that game. Let's hear from Tom. Monster game. You know, I think he it set the tone for us in the first quarter. I think he had seventeen in the first quarter. Uh so in, in he's his rebounding has been off the charts the last, you know. 15, 20 games. So that, that part is, is huge also. And another big rebounding game last night, and, and that's also been something. And that's – I gotta give Julius credit because we talked about it on this podcast uh, maybe uh, a month ago. Like he had mentioned kind of off-cuff, like, yeah, you know, my rebounds has been a little down this year. I need to kind of pick that up. And it wasn't something I think anybody was like really sitting around saying, hey, man, Julius is not doing enough on the glass, you know. But like he kind of took it upon himself to say this has to be something I focus on. And since then, I mean, he's averaging like 13, he's had 13 rebounds, essentially. Uh, you know, these games where he doesn't get 15, 16 rebounds are almost surprising at this point. That's how Dominic's been on the glass. So to put on that performance against that team was great. I agree with you that he has surpassed Jalen Brunson in terms of likelihood of Nick gets into the All-Star game. I still would argue Jalen Brunson is the most important Nick, but Julius's play has just been undeniable. And when you compare that to some of the other forwards, and front court players in the league. I think he has to be an all-star. I hope Jalen Brunson still makes it. I issued the challenge to Jalen Brunson on the last podcast saying he needed to have a big game. He didn't quite answer the bell but Julius did and that's why you have a team. It's a team game. It's not about one guy. It's whoever can step up to make make the make the plays and 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 and, and come through for the squad and like last night you know on Tuesday it was Randall. So credit to him and credit to Isaiah Hardenstein. I mean this is a guy who we have been, you know, we've been on him for a, a while now. And last night, one of those games where you may look at the box score. Box score is not going to really be indicate how well he played. I thought. I thought he was really good on the glass. I, like he was challenging every missed shot in terms of Nick missed shots, Cavs missed shots. Like he was really good on the glass, even if the rebound numbers don't suggest it. I think he had three offensive rebounds. Um, I, I thought that he was just a, a force around the basket. Like he he played. He kind of played the way I think Tibbs wants him to play. Now I'm not sure if that's Isaiah Hartenstein's game, but it seems like Hartenstein, at least in that game, embraced being this tough rim protector. And it was hilarious because in the post game, uh, they asked him about that final play against Donovan Mitchell, and he has said that essentially he 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 kept hearing Tibbs' voice in his head saying, you know, verticality, 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 which was uh, pretty funny. So the fact that he, he he was able to to make that play, I was happy for Isaiah Hardenstein, a guy who we heard just on the same day of this game that the Clippers were apparently interested in him because of how poorly the Knicks had, he had been playing with the Knicks. That was a report from uh, Kevin O'Connor. So uh, we'll see how that ends up shaking out, but a great game for Isaiah Hardenstein. Uh, fascinating final play of the game there.
1: Um, I don't think Hardenstein fouled them, but that's a foul that gets called more often than not in the NBA when a, when a star player attacks the rim closing seconds of a, of a two point game, you know, it's not like a foul would have decided, you know, that best it would have sent it to overtime. Um, You know, you see the refs maybe don't call it, but then when they see the shot missed, they'll give a late whistle just to send it to the free throw line. Um, So I was surprised that the whistle was not blown in that particular situation. Uh, You know, we've seen it time and time again, um, superstars get calls um, Hartenstein's not exactly a, the most respected defender in the NBA and he right. did go up vertically, but then he did lean down, only made contact with the ball, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a clear block charge type situation. Right. Um, that's a call that that's 50 at best. But credit to the refs, they made the right call. I um, uh, did not see any contact. Um, we'll see when the two minute issue two minute report gets issued. My my assumption is that won't be uh, you know an error on the on the referee's part. So, um, but yeah, I, I think maybe the the one of the most interesting numbers for Hardenstein is twelve. That's the number of minutes he played in the fourth quarter. Um, mm. Played the entirety of the final frame. Um, and and like he, and, and I think it was important when we talked about. Uh, mid-season grades for the bigs. You gave... you know, you said one of the things Hardenstein has going for him. Shot hasn't fallen. You know, doesn't block out as well as probably you'd like. Not as athletic around the rim. You know, doesn't seem to get off his feet much. But he plays with effort, plays with intensity. Yeah. And that hasn't waned. Um, and we saw that last night. So, so credit to Hardenstein um, for for again the effort. Um, only made two baskets, but like you said, it's not. Uh, you know, the Knicks have plenty of offense. That that's not going to be an issue. Um, they need him, especially with Robinson sidelined, um, to to kind of get in the mix and uh, defensively clog up the paint. Uh, that's exactly what he did last night. And, yes, uh, as you know, and I thought it was interesting that Kevin O'Connor of the ringer reported that the, the Clippers were looking to bring him back. And in that yeah. in that column, O'Connor writes, the Knicks have blatantly misused Hardenstein as a rim role and <laughs> worth a playmaker, his previous role the Clippers. Yeah. Um, uh, KOC also notes that he has a, uh, Hardenstein has a 20, had a 25 assist percentage rate with the Clippers compared to 5.1 percent with the Knicks. Tom Thibodeau doesn't know how to get the best out of him, while Ty Lue already has proven he can. So, um, yeah, we'll see if that uh, if if, how that shakes out um, with Robinson um sidelined it may make it a bit less likely but um it's certainly something that the knicks uh, the, the, you know given his larger body of work he's probably a more important contributor in los angeles um so the knicks will be listening to offers but you know at, at this point um this is robert Cummington get you excited does a trader player exception get you excited probably mm-hmm. not what what leon rose and company are looking for
0: yeah and one thing interesting about the usage of Harden design, i don't know if you saw it in that fourth quarter they ran a little high, uh, you know, give and go, high, yeah, high coach giving goal with Deuce that got an assist and it was an and one, Deuce missed the free throw, but I was like, oh, okay, you know, someone showed us the Tibbs and maybe he said, okay, let's draw something yeah. up uh this game to get the Harden sign an assist and then Harden sign. I think, got carried away because then, like, hopefully, he tried to throw an outlet pass yeah, yeah, yeah. 70 feet down the court, that was a turnover and Looked like that like, on that one. yeah, Tibbs <laughs> was, like, ready to just, he wanted to get on the court and uh, yeah. I thought... Uh, Clyde was funny because he was like, Oh, I think was was like, it was Green's like a smart move by Isaiah not to look over to the yes, sideline because really. Tiz was not happy with that one. But uh, but it was uh, that last play. First of all, I, I agree. I thought it was good restraint by the refs to not call that a foul. I think the instinct is just to usually see that context, see a star player, you call the foul. They didn't do that. Um, Donovan Mitchell kind of made a side remark about how he could complain about the refs, but he wasn't going to, which to me is like you complaining about the refs. But then he also made uh, this comment about what happened during the final play because I mentioned that he got essentially helped off the court after this play. He actually got his own rebound on that miss, even though he was on the floor. But it took him a long time to get off the court. Here was Mitchell explaining what happened. I went up to try and dunk it. Both my legs cramped and my groin just tightened up and locked up on me. So it was three things happening at the same time. So Mitchell saying he, he he got hurt on that play I guess and he was cramping up. I, I don't know if I need to hear that Mitchell on a on a play where you know a, a guy makes a great defensive play I, I you know but I, I guess he probably didn't feel great that you know someone as athletic as him and someone who's yeah. used to being such a first finisher gets stopped by Harden sign he definitely was hurt I mean he he couldn't yes. get up. Uh, the, but, but I didn't think it was that he, he, he said, I was going to dunk the ball, but I couldn't. And that's why we didn't score on that one.
1: What happened on the other the other big turnover he had in the last two minutes when R.J. made a great defensive play, stripped the ball yeah. down low and knocked it off off Mitchell. Um, and also, you know, maybe over the first three quarters, he might have had the Grimes flu because Quinton was was doing a good oh, yeah. job staying in the short nine. Nine of twenty four. Uh, Mitchell finishes in the game as the second Poor shooting game um, in the garden. A lot of that has to do with uh, Quinn Grimes' excellent defense. Um, McBride got a couple switches on him there, um, uh, as did um, IQ. IQ, yeah, very solid defender. Um, another thing, just on that final play, um, credit again to Julius Randall for forcing him inside the arc. Um, yeah. We saw Mitchell is can shoot from anywhere, thirty-five feet now. Step back, um, and yep. if he shoots the three, you got a field going in as soon as he lets it go. Um, Randall did a really good job. Uh, got beat on the play but you can certainly live with that force him inside the arc worst case scenario if you don't foul and then one um as you as you go in overtime so good job uh, by randall in that spot
0: yeah i was yelling at the screen stay up stay up stay yes. up stay up because yes. you know i was where i think you, mitchell was looking for that step back 100%. as soon as he had that space yes and julius did a good job staying on top of him so he had no choice but to go to the rim and time was there and, and uh yeah go ahead
1: just in terms of this, you know, the game, the importance of the game, a lot of, you know, and, and rightfully so. It was an important win, but Knicks need to make it stick. The reason why the other game was so important is because it led to an eight game win streak. and was looked back on as kind of the turning point. If the Knicks lose three of the next four, six of the next, you know, this, again, the schedule really difficult. The eight game winning yeah. streak schedule was favorable um, with some good some good wins kind of sprinkled in. You, you know, right now it's going to be tough for the Knicks. Boston, Miami. There's, there's just you know the Nets. There's yep. you know the Sixers coming up. There's no easy games uh, from here until the break, basically, um, where the Knicks can get healthy and and, and have an easy one. Um, we'll talk about the Celtics a little bit later on, but it starts you know Thursday night in Boston. Which obviously, it's never an easy task. But in, in order for, in order to look at this as that as as an important win, Knicks again need to, need to make the, the win stand up.
0: Absolutely. Knicks with a big one here. They got to try to uh, a cold serve here as we get yeah. to this very difficult part of the schedule. Um, before we move on, one last uh, bit of credit I want to give to uh, anybody from this game. Tom Thibodeau, because fourth quarter, Hardenstein's playing all those minutes. I'm like, uh, Obi was fantastic again in this game. Uh, can we not try to go Randall Obi 4-5? Uh, he didn't do that. Surprise, surprise. But it did work out, um, so credit him for that. And I thought the RJ for IQ sub was interesting when he did it late in the fourth quarter. IQ was playing sensational defense. Mitchell hit some incredible shots, but IQ is yes. all, yes. all over him. All over him on these shots. And have, him, and and have Quentin, have. him and Quentin Grimes had like a really good synergy on those switches. Knicks yeah. using switching defenses. Oh, my God, I was so excited. And yes. I, I, I didn't think RJ had a great chance to cover either garland or mitchell in those situations so i was right. worried when he went to rj but then rj gets the, the big strip which is the second biggest play in the game the air ball was i don't even saw an air ball but the the defensive play big so keep going with hartenstein going with rj late uh guy the credit for that those were the right subs I will say that the Knicks did blow an 11 point lead they were up 11
1: with, with eight yeah. minutes left in the game and it got down. So, you know, and then it was tied hundred, 100. So I, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, based solely on the results, it ended up working out. But again, um, Obi only 10 minutes in the game. I would have liked to have seen, you know, it's yeah. like, they, you know, he's playing well and Randall's playing well. Let's see if they play well together. Um, but like I said, um, at the end of the day, Uh, what you want to do is get a victory. Nick's got the victory, thanks in large part to a a Hartenstein, Burke Wall, and Mitchell at the rim at the end of the game. So, yes, credit for the victory, no question. I still, but I still would like to find minutes, even the second quarter, third quarter, whatever the case might be, um, again, especially with Randall out, to see what uh, what Mitch Rob and uh, I'm sorry, with with uh, what Opie and Randall can do, um, we'll see. If how self, how healthy the Celtics are, whether they have their bigs and, and uh, everybody on the floor, that might be a situation yeah. that presents itself. But uh, we'll see. Going